This is episode five of Tales from the Quarantine. Okay, welcome uh, to uh, Tales from the Quarantine. This is going to be episode five. And uh, today my guest is, uh, well, he goes by a couple names, but uh, I'm going to call him uh, Mr. B. Nice. And then he can tell you all the other names about him. He uh, he currently lives up in, still up in northern Ontario. Yeah, I'm in I'm in Thunder Bay. Yeah, which is like probably the most remote urban center in Canada, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's eight hours to anywhere. I guess I don't know if I would really, uh, really uh, say it's the only remote. There's a lot of there's a lot of that in Canada. There there's a lot of cities like if you travel enough in Canada, there's a lot of cities that kind of have the same sort of this is downtown, this is uptown, this is this is where you know so-and-so lives and, and all this like there, it, there's a lot of cookie cutter yeah. stuff even in toronto where it's just like just times a thousand or whatever probably actually a thousand is yeah i was on an airplane once and there's there's someone flying in from the uk and they're like what is this We're over <laughs> toronto this is toronto it's, it's so spread out <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh it was quite interesting so um what uh yeah what do you do up in uh, thunder bay I lived in Toronto for a bit. I, I'm, I'm, I, like, I'm usually pretty introverted, and I've lived in like pretty remote areas. Like even after you and I went to film school, and uh, yeah, I, I thought Toronto actually would like overwhelm me um, because of how many people. It, it did for a few days, and then like somehow like I caught the wave. I got really optimistic about it really quickly. I was like, this place acts as fast as i think and that was a good thing for some reason (laughs) well it's it's the biggest one of the biggest cities in north america and very clearly the biggest urban metropolis in canada oh yeah i was really starstruck by it little little bit of information the 401 corridor through uh through toronto is the busiest highway in all of north america take that los angeles i think uh i can't remember for sure um but I, I worked for this film company. Like, it's it's not like super glamorous. It's just this like not. It's a it's a not security company. <laughs> it's a location support company, right? And uh, mm. and they worked on a bunch of all these movies that were filmed in Toronto. And and they had like this big collage of posters and VHS covers that just like plastered the walls. That like this is where we've been, sort of thing. I think I saw Wayne Wayne's World was on that list. I think I th- I think Wayne's World might have been filmed in Toronto, like. There's so much shit there. Yeah, well, it's especially, well, I guess yeah. pre-COVID, uh, they're building a lot of big studios up there. Uh, like huge, like the two of the new Star Treks, like Star Trek Discovery's film there, and that's a huge, yeah. huge show. And the one of their new series, Star Trek series, they're going to be filming there eventually, I guess. Oh, man, I wanted, a, I, wanted, I wanted a job on that so bad, but I don't know. For a bit, I was phasing out film work, but now that it's like starting to look impossible <laughs> at the moment, it's just like I'm, I'm starting to be reminded of how much I actually really fucking loved it. Yeah, I've been, well, my life went another way and I've been trying to get back into it a little bit here and there. But right now, my creative engines is this this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trying to get this thing out in the world. Well, I'm, I'm finding it more like emotionally and personally rewarding to scale it down and, uh, like I didn't get a whole lot of music done when I was working really hard when when I was career oriented and like I had like all these like sort of like notebooks full of almost almost ideas and uh but like I don't know 
like thinking about yeah. it now it's like there was a lot of like uninspired shit yeah. <laughs> kind of going on like a lot of my creativity and my my creative energy was going towards just working in the and existing in the creative industry yeah which is it's that's which is so weird to think about like how like i don't know how it could have like how it could do that to me like i don't know how working on on film sets is so like like you can separate the work like like i can be like oh i worked on that film and not feel like i was an artist there but like physically like and emotionally and like whatever like all my my juices like where did it go yeah well i guess when you work on a big project like that that's got a budget behind it and you're just one of the cogs in the wheel and it's not your project so there you can get that disconnect to me from the artistic side to that yeah yeah but to me to, to me like i thought of it like i could just i could just treat it like any old job and then go back home after that and just work on tunes like the way I would normally on like like just like some other job like if I was oh like if I was working at like some like corner store or something like that which actually ended up yeah. being something I I did here and there uh and yeah like during those times I would get farther in my writing and and in my music there would be times where I would be just like oh I've been a vegetable for so long I I feel like uh doing something yeah yeah well you know if you're a creative person you gotta somehow get that creativity out in some manner be it drawing writing or film or creating music i'm sorry you kind of in there okay hold on a second this might help i'm not i'm not too sure this this is a whole system is just uh kind of a patchwork i'm trying to get out to really do interviews with people (laughs) like yourself who are many many hours away and in their own isolated uh cubicles of life i guess oh man it's it's yeah it's just nice to reach out and i kind of predicted that stuff like this would happen and rise up like people would be just kind of trapped in their house and social media will evolve and and like really show show us what it was you know like what its potential actually is yeah, especially since this whole thing's not going away anytime soon, despite what everyone wants it to do. Oh man, I know. It's not going to disappear overnight. It's such a bummer. So how many, how long have you been in isolation for? About f- four and a half weeks. Now, is that complete and total isolation, or do you go outside for more than just picking up like deliveries, or do you, do you go get groceries and stuff like that? No, we we don't go out. Um, we get stuff delivered and then we spray it down and leave it in the yard for a bit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm a smoker. I sit on the patio and, you know, uh, I shouldn't smoke at this time. It's freaking me out. But uh, it's also, at the same time, it's a solace. It's, 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 it, yeah, like, and I, I don't know. A solace isn't really a good enough excuse at this time. So I'm gonna be ramping up my own self-discipline but i actually still don't really feel you know morally bad about it yeah you know what sometimes if if that's if that's what you do then that's what you do but like you said it's you know today's world where uh doing that can actually affect how this virus could uh could affect you so trying to get off that might be beneficial but you know to each their own it's not a bad thing to have unimportant things around to remind you that, like, hey, 
you know, you're human still, you know, down, but, uh, it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be as bleak, you know, we're in the 21st century and if you got or you're lucky, you know, and, and if you got anything at all, you know, like not to be all fucking cocky about it, but you know, like fucking soak it up because, and be grateful because every little, every little fucking cube of, or, you know, centimeter of drywall or little comfort, every little piece of comfort. It's, it's, uh, it's such a privilege, especially right now. I don't know. Yeah. Well, especially with, uh, it really brings home how uh, fragile everyone is. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's it's kind of funny because like I'm like again like I'm just like I go it's like going to like back to being lucky. I'm just in this place in my life where like th- like the planets are aligning in a certain way that like I'm I'm able to adjust to this in a, in, a, in a certain way without going nuts. Like I was already kind of like just trying to ring it in and simplify my life <laughs> which is so funny now <laughs> and uh you know spend more time at home um kind of simplify my I- interactions with people you know humble down like fort- fortify home so i can you know keep myself busy got the studio is nice I, i'm in it a lot yeah yeah stuff like that you know and so like in a couple ways, like I've, I feel like I've been bunkering down. Um, and like, I don't know if it's just like this phase in life, like mid thirties, there's a lot of this that's still kind of new to me. Cause of just like the whole lifestyle of traveling around and chasing your dreams and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm still kind of like learning how to grow into my boots as a domesticated man but uh you'll get there i think i'm doing a pretty good job i'm a, i'm like a couple I'm a couple of years deep into it you know my lifestyle is a lot cleaner well that's good i'm pretty stoked about that so yeah like i i don't know like some ways like i was ready for this yeah no i i think that uh people who are well adjusted to semi um solitude mm-hmm. in a way prior to uh the the you know global pandemic they're adjusting easier to this because this was essentially their life now they just have to um rearrange how they deal with getting groceries and going to work if they can still work and doing all that stuff yeah it's it's fucking just the way this fucking disease is designed to like separate people like it's just so fucking awful to think about like I, I, I don't know. Like the, it's already out there. You know what I mean. Like people are dying alone, and then they're b- being put in mass graves, and or like you know you have like X amount of time to decide what to do with the body. And I've been thinking about that with a couple of family members, and uh, like this is some life stuff that is uh that is just being thrown at us really quickly here. Well, for for our generation and our parents' generation, and even our grandparents this is pretty well unprecedented like never like we haven't seen anything like this in a hundred years so it's but we have seen it and that should be like you know comforting in some ways i've been taking comfort in it like knowing that we've you know what i mean like and we've seen it hundreds of times yeah like there's there's evidence in all this pandemics were pandemics were common throughout history and it wasn't really until the 60s that pandemics kind of died off 
Um, we experience pandemics every every year with the flu. Mm-hmm. Influenza is a pandemic. Yeah, um, it's not anywhere. Despite what people say, it's not anywhere nearly as contagious or as deadly as COVID nineteen. Just want to get that out there. To Oh yeah, like I read somewhere that our social distancing might be even killing the flu because, like, you know, it's a weaker thing that's just kind of not getting, it's not getting its job done. And I th- yeah, I think we, I think everybody killed the flu this year alongside of the, just trying to deal with COVID. Well, there was a there was a uh, study I, I was reading there that said um, uh, Health Canada uh, was witnessing the decline of influenza cases. Like hospitalized influenza cases. Yeah. Like average was like twelve hundred a year, uh, twelve hundred in the period of the time that they're looking at. I think it was March, mm-hmm. and uh, they had only about four hundred and something cases of hospitalized influenza. Fucking shit, eh? And uh, because the incubation period of the flu is just a couple days. Imagine, imagine being in the hospital for influenza right now. Like, just Jesus Christ! Like, like. Real life still has to fucking go on. It just blows my mind. Yeah. Well, I was um, I was on a Facebook conversation, being bored. <laughs> I like to argue with people. Okay. Um, and these people were commenting about how they, the the uh, Ontario Provincial Police have stated that non-essential travel includes uh, watercraft, like boats. And they're complaining about it. It's like, I, I spent all my hard-earned money. I want to drive my boat. Or if it's just my family, what's the matter? And, and I'm just like trying to explain to these people that like odds are there's going to be people out there driving a boat. They're going to try and push it to the max. And they're going to exceed their own capabilities of driving the boat. And they're going to then require EMS to come and rescue them. And then they're going to have to go to the hospital. And like I don't know how many times I've seen driving down a highway at nighttime. And some... Uh, some idiot thinks that they're like a race car driver and they're flying down this pretty empty highway going like a buck 40 or buck 60 because there's no one on the road. That's a highly doubt. They try that during daytime. That's, that's pretty high and mighty of you to assume that they're not, you know, fighting crime and saving the day. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, well, sometimes you just got to mind your own business, man. There's no, there was no flame shooting at the back. (laughs) There's no flame shooting out the back, so I don't think it was Batman. <laughs> well, you know, like, you got to play the cards you're dealt with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean, right? But oh, how man. He, like, these, these people are, like, and I'm trying to explain them. It's like, just give up the season, park your boat, don't drive anywhere non-essential, and we'll, then you can have next summer and do whatever the hell you want. And they're like, all right, it's like, if I'm just going to go gas up my car, I'm like, but, you know, why are you gassing up your car so often? Because you're going to have to, you're, if you're driving your boat around, it's going to use a lot more fuel than your than your car. So a lot of these car trips are going to be non-essential trips. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, stay home. Just stay home. Yeah, it's kind of, it, it, it's kind of, it's interesting to me that, that they're like, I guess in a different phase in my life, I I myself would have had issues just like staying put and, but like, that just seems so alien to me now. Like I've had so many just moments of peace during this time where I'm just like, I felt like I'm getting to my, to know myself more. And I, I, I like, I appreciate being myself. I don't know, just some weird, like, I don't know if it's some hippie shit, <laughs> but like, 
but like there have been moments where I'm just like, wow, you know, like I, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I've taken the time to get to know myself. Like, you know, I'm grateful for what I got. I've been go going through all these real, like, I think it's part of like the whole five stages of death thing. And, and, you, you know, like, I think everyone's going through it where there's like, you know, there's a denial period there's an anger period there's a bar bargaining period bargaining's fucking scary where you're just like um you know like like uh, like in this case it's like bargaining for covid is like well like not too many like people are gonna you know it, they're like debating the coin flip of like whether or not they're gonna live or die about it in order to you know do something you know what i mean like just and i find myself doing that like with just like ordering stuff right now like i'm like at the moment it's just like okay we have all we need for for a couple months if you know we're, we're set but the, but then i'm also like what if this gets worse do i should i get a little bit more yeah like i get what you're saying like this uh like i've been kind of like a closet prepper like not like a doomsday prepper, like end of the world prepper, but like just trying to get a few extra things and things I know I'll need. Yeah. Um, or my family will need um, for the last couple of years. Well, when I was young, my grandparents had a pantry, right? So pantries are nice. Yeah. Like it, it like my shit just kind of stems from that. Like I've always kind of wanted a pantry. It's kind of a symptom of, or not a symptom, but a, a symbol of like stability in my eyes. Mm -hmm. And I got one now. So. <laughs> We have a, a pantry of sorts, um, and we have a big freezer. Uh, but yeah, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be when there's a lull, because there will be a lull where cases kind of level out and things kind of return to normalcy before the second wave mm -hmm. hits. Uh, we are definitely going to be ensuring that we have enough food so we won't have to go out and uh, go to the grocery store as often as we are now. Yeah, we're going to be uh, putting in a pantry. Uh, ourselves and nice we're gonna be uh making sure that we're stocked up though so that we don't have to worry about it and uh mm -hmm. we're gonna be because this is you know this isn't going anywhere well my pantry is small right now it's not braggable it's just that it exists yeah. at all it's like a, it's a th you have food yeah my grandparents always had like they were just stocked with like flour and oats and all this stuff like all the yeah like i don't even know what i was looking at really like it's just it looks bigger in my head because i was a kid you know what i mean yeah <laughs> it's probably the same shit <laughs> so you've been in uh isolation for about four and a half weeks and what, what's the what's the reason for that is it just because you don't want to get covid or is there other other underlying issues uh well right before right before all this like uh i was kind of helping my grandpa like move into into a long-term care place which is kind of like fuck now because like i'm reading that like these are like the most the worst places to get hit yeah is it weird that like like is, is it like not normal to do like that this it's four and a half weeks like i'm pretty sure like yeah like we got like a two a two-week head start from a lot of people in our region um uh but yeah like i was i was helping my grandpa move into a, a long-term care facility and uh, i was just kind of like Im like intimately by him i convinced my you know brother to come visit because you know it, it might be the last time to see him sort of thing and uh yeah i was by his side while he, he was going delirious and and he had to sign these 
papers and then like i took him to like this uh procedure <laughs> anyway but he was he came out the other side like really coherent <laughs> and uh it blew my mind and then i was able to like be like okay cool i'm at rest and then like during this entire time though like actually like yeah like even for a month before that i've been reading the posts of a friend of mine who lives in china and like it that really hit it home for me like how serious it was like i heard like about the wuhan this big city like oh they fenced it off like that's nuts that they fenced off a like a an 11 million people city right and and you still have that feeling that it's like oh but it's way over there but like i had a friend like just a like a city away <laughs> and uh I, like i got like worried about him immediately or curious both worried and curious right like i, I was like because like mm -hmm. you know i don't know like uh they probably like um, I, I was confident that they can contain it can contain it and I'm, and they're battling it pretty good over there as well like right now right they're handling it way better than us and uh well that's the uniqueness of a dictatorship scary um yeah i don't know like uh i i, I don't know if if that's like the specific thing i think we're just not prepared and we're not like we don't have the fire drill down for this sort of thing and we don't really think about it well we think about it sometimes obviously because like stephen king's the stand came out there's all these plague movies zombies yeah contagion like there's all these clues in pop culture that you know we talk about it i'm pretty sure i've talked about plagues before <laughs> well they're so common right but yeah like i don't know i'm i'm yeah no it's i'm glad that i'm glad that i'm like more prepared than i thought it would be you know like like prepared with information i i was already like not wanting to go outside before they had the words like flatten the curve, like I'm glad they came up with some kind of slogan for it to, you know, to throw it into the, to the fucking common place, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Well, like going back to the movie contagion, like them, just the familiarity and language now in that movie that you're like, Oh, this is so cool. Like this is a weird movie, but a virus that, you know, kind of kills everybody. But like the wording in that movie, like social distancing and, Oh, that's all in there. A lot of people are telling me to watch that movie right now, and it's, it's funny. Yeah, I didn't know it. I didn't know it was in that movie. Yeah, me and my wife watched it like back when this all kind of started. Okay, and we're like, ha! It's very popular on. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. It's not on Netflix. It's on one of the other ones. Yeah, I read somewhere that popular. it just like blew up. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, this whole thing is. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of parallels with that that film. Which is uh, mm -hmm. which is interesting, but there's also like I've also uh, seen some interesting things with uh, just with movies in general. Like uh, they released Trolls Two, which was supposed to be a major motion picture for kids. They released it online. Oh, they did. That's yeah. Where? Uh, you can download it. We download it from the Microsoft Xbox Store, but. Amazon uh, Amazon has it for rent and stuff. You pay 20 bucks to rent the movie for like 48 hours or something. And uh, yeah, it's worth it, especially I, I hope they continue releasing movies that way, honestly. I'll pay 20 bucks to go watch, go have a movie night in my house. Right. <laughs> especially for a new release, because I have small kids. And I'm I not going to lie, that's a bit 
it's a bit steep for me, but like at the same time, like that's less than two movie tickets. You're right. You know. Oh Especially yeah. Especially if you don't Good factor point. in uh, snacks, super cheap. Yeah. Well, when you put it that way, dude. Actually, you, you got me sold on it. Yeah. It's just twenty bucks. That kind of, that kind of makes me a little bummed out that they. Uh... <laughs> Actually, I was I was joking with my buddy about this. Like it was like. You, you realize that they fucking canceled Ghostbusters? They canceled fucking Ghostbusters. I forgot all about it in this hullabaloo. <laughs> wasn't it? Wait. <laughs> and then I went they on to canceled the like. Wasn't it filmed? Or yeah, it was filmed. They did like they just canceled it. It's released, yeah. so they pushed it back to same like, with Mulan. Next year. Some other ones. They're the. Yeah, they're, they're they're gonna do the theater thing with that. And then I was and then I like in the middle of that, I was all like. You know, there's probably just some like, there's probably a message in it that's probably inappropriate for the moment, and get some fucking stupid kids like, like spreading the <laughs> disease. Yeah, probably, but no, that's a that... and a, and some adults. Yeah, well, I'm hoping they start releasing movies like this more often because like there, I don't have enough time to go to the movies, and there's a lot of movies I want to see, and so I have to wait months for them to come out on maybe maybe come out on one of the streaming services <laughs> yeah and uh, i'm kind of feeling the same way like be- better call Saul is wrapping up and in the middle of watching it like while like in isolation like in the thick of it when it was like like when we started to really buckle down and take it seriously like we're still like it's still shocking you know what I mean? So like I'm I'm I it was really hurting the way I was watching Better Call Saul. Like I was just like wow, like I really don't want anybody in this crew to like catch it. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like don't leave the house unless you are an essential worker. Um like like a McDonald's oh, employee. Man. That's hard that like they they word it like that, you know, essential and non-essential. Like there's something really kind of socially manipulative about that. Not that I'm like, like that's this, I, I say it like that as if it's like, you know, intended, like it, I'm sure they fucking came it up, came up with it off the fucking huff cause they needed to explain the shit to the fucking masses. But, but like, yeah, that's some, that's some brutal uh, wording that is having some like social effects, I would say. Well, now that like these, we've determined that, we can't have a society without these people being at their work. Right. When are we going to pay them more? Right. When's the grocery store employee going to get their actual, like their money worth? Because some of these people are making, we, we might be asking the, uh, the wrong questions. Well, I think as a, as a society, we have to re-engineer what we think is as, as normal. Right. But we need to come up with a way where people are, taken care of regardless of if they have a job or not yeah like and and learning how to word it in a way that doesn't scare people right like socialism and communism even capitalism has a weird fucking ring to it right and i don't i don't understand why people defend it so much or is maybe it's just the one we're so familiar with right now or i don't get it you know what i mean it it does like it doesn't reward the ego like everyone claims it does you could you could do it another way (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that's uh, a good place to end the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, buy my album, Lonely Sea Monster, and my other album, Evil Giraffe, and my other album. 
yeah, just buy them all, baby. I love you guys. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. Stay home. Stay healthy.